SF.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. on but it's crazy and i don't care it's six o'clock it's time here on mutinyradio.fm for the happy hour the happiest of happy hours of happy happy open mics here at mutiny radio yay yay we looked at the stats and people are listening to this i can't believe it i thought that was i thought that was a joke but it's true uh so yay so you should be excited about your stage time here at muniradio.fm because there's all these people listening i guess thank you out there people who are listening uh we're so happy that you're there this is muniradio.fm and you're listening with happy hour it's time for comedy i swear to you i've only had one beer i'm just so excited to be back and uh, the, the air feels different here. Like, it's like uh, San Francisco, just they pump nitrous at us. I think that's why people are so kind here, is that everyone's on nitrous. Uh, but we have uh, funny, laughing, hopefully you guys will laugh. We'll see what happens. Uh, hey, I don't even know if our first comedian is here. Uh, I don't even see his wacky, weird, wild hat he usually wears to keep the sun off. I don't see him. I don't think he's here. Nope. No Sanch. That's okay. Uh, also, I think uh, there's uh, there's no Steph. There's no Steph and Massey. No number two. Uh, but you know who signed up number three? Who's here? Who's gonna? Who's number one in all of our hearts? Absolutely. Hey guys, be excited. Uh, he's dressed like a polar bear without a mask. Clap wildly, everybody, for Brady Hold! Yay! Yes, it is time for comedy. Here we go. Hilarious happening. Now. Okay, so, um, STDs. Who has one? Yeah, school gets treatment. Um, speaking of treatment, I did uh, get worried once and go to get tested for an STD, you know. And uh, here's the cruelest thing about it: the nurse who uh, who tested me, she's really cute, really uh, really quite the bombshell, blonde, blue eyed, you know, very attractive. And uh, I I thought, you know, saying something like, hey. Can I get your uh, number? Or, well, you already have my patient file. How about if you don't find anything, you give me a call. (laughs) But if you do find something, give me a call. Um, Got me thinking about STDs, you know, and movie stars. Because I want to be famous someday. Like uh, Syphilis Cage. You know, not a lot of people know about that. What about Pee-wee Herpes? Christina Crabblegate? Or a new STD named after some celebrities, like uh, one inside the vagina 
It's a, it's a staph infection. It burns and it smells. So they, they're calling it Lawrence Fishburn. <laughs> yes, the Matrix has you, Neo. I, uh, I also heard about one named after the Fantastic Four hero, The Thing. You know how he has rock-like exterior over his entire body? Well, it makes your Johnson turn rock-like. And you know what's, what uh, celebrity has it? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Talking about dicks. Um, this is what I'm doing with my life, Mom. Deal with it. You don't just waste 10 years of community college on nothing. You use it, you know, at a certain point you realize I was just going to be better off without a theater degree. Um, pretty, pretty much true statement of two years of comedy. Um, I want to do this. I want to make it a thing. I'm already living in the car. It's fun stuff living in the car. You know, uh, every once in a while, you'll find a girl who's willing to have sex with you in your car. Every once in a while, it just has to be down her alley and up a side street and, you know, and you could park somewhere private. Um, but it's just kind of, she has to be up for it. Last night I tried going on a Tinder date and I think I fucked it up by, uh, uh, giving her like the out or the, uh, the ability to go back with friends, you know, any ability to get out or away, you know, I should, uh, I should get a boat. You know, that way there's no option to leave. Um, <laughs> it's just insinuated. Um, I should wrap this up. That's what that means. I should wrap it all up. I should just wrap myself up in this big giant scarf. And... Punchline. There we go. Brady Hold, everybody. Brady Hold's the pass. All right. It's cold outside, but inside it's brightly lit. I hope you guys are drinking and that you're going to get brightly lit tonight. Uh, yay, it's that Christmas season. Anybody been super drunk already? Yeah, yeah. Anybody had a Christmas party where, with an open bar? Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know any rich people. I don't have a real job. <laughs> My idea of an open bar is going to Safeway and getting a six pack and then sitting on the street corner and pretending that I'm at like a swanky bar, but outside smoking a cigarette. Like, oh, wow, I can drink on the street. Like a rich person. I don't know. Uh, your next community. Is that a wig? Oh no, I'm not. I thought that was I thought that you were Ashton Tate for a second. I'm sorry. I've only had one beer, you guys. This is crazy. The the glare is funny off the off the windshield here. Sanj is still not here. Stefan Massey not here. You know who is here? Uh, a lovely human being. She's gonna make you guys laugh. Put your hands together right now for Elizabeth Mansfield! Fly your way out of my heart. Oh, I don't know where everybody is tonight. 
I'm going to be the cold. Just keep everyone inside. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I do have a real job with open bar parties. Um, it's weird though. It's um, I work um, downtown, and whenever I come out of work, like today, I came out of work, and there there are just tons of homeless people. It's a really weird juxtaposition. Um, but I saw people shooting up heroin for the very first time, like actually like sticking needles in their bodies. And I was just like horrified. I was like, how could you like stick a needle in your own arm? Um, but I couldn't dwell on it too long cause then I had to get to acupuncture. Um, which is like white girl heroin, right? Like, like you feel weird and then you stick a bunch of needles in your body and then you take a nap. But I'm pretty sure acupuncture is more expensive at this point. At least I'm spending a lot of money on it. Um, what else? I, um, I'm sleeping with a younger guy. He's, he's 11 years younger than me. I know. He's 24 and I'm 35. Um, and it's like, I let him get away with all this stuff that I would never let anyone my age get away with. Like he left the toilet seat up. Like if somebody 35 did, I'd be like, learn some fucking manners. But like he's 24. So I'm like, oh, he doesn't know yet. And, um, he has, he doesn't have any sheets on his bed. If he was 35, I would be like, grow up and take care of your home. But he's 24. I like, I, I bet his mom's going to buy him some for Christmas. So cute. But then he got really drunk one night and he couldn't get it up. And like, if he was 35, I'd be like, it's cool. It happens. Well, he's 24. I'm like, you had one job. You had one role to play here. Get it together. Um, get it together. I, I went to a baby shower uh, last weekend, and it was one of those annoying baby showers where they don't tell you if it's a boy or a girl. They're like, we're going to wait a thing now. So everyone just gave them stuff with ducks on it. And I was thinking about, like, when did ducks become the gender-neutral de facto animal? Like, if you pay attention to duck culture, it's actually a very sexually political culture. Like, for every loaf of bread that the male ducks get to eat, the female ducks still only get to eat 80% of it. And there's just like one giant duck with big orange feathers swimming around the pond being like, make the pond great again. It's a Trump joke. Um, what else? Uh, this is an old joke, but I like it. Um, the other day I masturbated to being rich. Wow. That happened. Um, yeah, that happened. It was, I, was, I was having a fantasy about the guy I'm currently fucking because I'm a loyal slut. And he, we were in this like very luxurious hotel room and he like kind of he like went out of the room to get champagne and like the second he was gone i got so turned on i was like oh my god i paid for this myself like oh i got so into it i didn't even know you could masturbate to not sex but it turns out that being alone and wealthy is like my biggest turn on so i don't even need to have sex anymore i just move money into my savings account I don't want you guys to think I'm shallow, though, so I would like you to know that someday I hope to be rich enough that I can masturbate to giving back to my community. Thank you very much. Um, I, I think I'm going to kill myself now. Bye. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to honk myself. That's all I want to do. Elizabeth Manfield. She was on a roll. Jumped out. We got a... We got time tonight, though. That's the problem. Hey, wait. Go back up there. Let's ask you a question. Okay. I, I want you to, I mean. What do you got? What I'm, I'm wondering like what this, what is really rich to you? Like, is it like. Like really rich would be like having like passive income where like I'm just like making like 
three hundred grand a year. But so you can do what with it? What does it look like? Like fancy like hotel rooms, people rubbing your toe in between the webbing of your toes. Like what is the what it's does like, this look it's like? like? Beautiful hotel rooms. It's like oh, I don't have any plans this weekend. I think. But I'll- because of the feathers, why is the what is what's in the beautiful hotel room? I want to know what is this luxury that you're seeking? Like like clean, beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> you're you're stumping me. Just like rich stuff. No, I know, but that's the thing. That's what I want to know what it is because like I have I have a different conception of rich stuff and yeah. I'm just curious as to like So for me I think about- you're rich. You were just at an open bar party. That's like my dream. That's like the dream <laughs> of richness is for me. It's like I when know, they they I take know. the bottle of maker's mark and they're like Oh, you, you could take the whole thing if you want. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you can what? drink as much as you want. <laughs> what? Sometimes I wish that wasn't an option because I think I would get less fucked up if it wasn't free. Right. Like, I feel like I'd have a healthier relationship with alcohol if I had to pay for it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and sex, too. Oh, you know, you pay for it. yeah, I mean, yeah. I get, I, when, but, uh, okay. So being rich. So, yeah, okay. Being rich. So the way I think about being like really rich is to be like, you can just do anything you want and you don't have to plan for it. And you can stay at like the best, nicest places. And so you go like, I want like right now I could be like, I could be in Los Angeles tonight and stay at a swanky ass hotel and go out to the best dinners. And I just have to like throw my credit card down. I can go do that. But I can't go do that because I'm not rich, like really rich. You really want to go to L.A. though? No, but I was just thinking like, <laughs> where is a quick place? I mean, Napa. OK, Napa. <laughs> Fair enough. Drive. But yeah, you like, want to eat a duck whenever you want. You're just like, I'm going to eat a duck now. I'm going to eat a duck now. Yeah. And a really Boom. great bottle of wine, being able to yeah. afford like really yeah. expensive good yeah. wine. Some duck confit. Hey, the, we're, I got you. Dude. Duck confit and a nice Pinot Noir. I'm happy. I Give mean, me a, put it, get, feed it to me in a bathtub. Oh yeah. I would right. do that for you. Yeah. Sweet. If you were rich enough. Hey everybody, Elizabeth Mansfield. Yeah. She's single folks. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you're single. I'm not single. Oh, you're Elizabeth Mansfield single. You should sell that after every single time. You should. <laughs> Open and close with it. <laughs> what else is comedy for except to get laid? All right, your next comedian. It's her first time here. Uh, I think she's here. It is, but we should check. Is Sanch here yet? No. Stefan, this is the last time I'm going to call them out and be like, you guys are so late. You guys suck. Uh, hey, but she's a new person, which means you should clap harder and be nicer, I guess, or just be normal and clap like you always would for Callie Hahn. Yay! Oh, hi. This is the most super show. Is it or what? This rules. You guys, some nights, you are so sexy. Young men stare at you left and right. You finish your piece of pizza, throw out the plate and realize, oh, those guys just wanted my pizza. (laughs) 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 So hi, uh, I grew up in a ghetto part of Vancouver and uh, (laughs) it's real and (laughs) Growing up in a ghetto can make you combative. You're always ready to go, if you fuck with me, I will fuck you up, right? I'm trying to change it to, if you fuck with me, I will sincerely affect you. (laughs) It's strangely disconcerting, I find. (laughs) So growing up in my neighborhood, we hated people with money. We said, 
stupid yuppies. Now I'm like, please, God, please let me be a yuppie, please. (laughs) But I think I'm finally getting ahead because I no longer shop at the dollar store. No, I shop at the $2 store. But I think it's maybe because prices went up. So I just drove down here from Toronto, Canada, and before I left, I was really concerned I'd meet a lot of Trump maniacs and neo-Nazis on the drive, but instead for the whole four days, I only met one bad American, and the problem with her was she was cheap. (laughs) So cheap. Also, I was driving on the I-80, and there were all these military monuments, so I was like, great, I'm driving through the military complex right now, and these semi-trucks would approach, and I thought, oh, here they come, the trucks with the weapons parts. And instead, they'd be carrying windmill blades, like green energy. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to worrying that I'm fat for now. <laughs> do you guys ever do this where you buy a huge bag of cheese chips and tell yourself, <laughs> I'm not having them all. Okay, this is an economy purchase. I am stopping soon. I'm just gonna eat till it's flat, like a few are sticking out. Just gonna eat those till it's flat, so when I roll it, put the elastic, it'll be tidy. (laughs) Oh, but first, I need to get some from the cheese corners. Oh no, it's disturbed, some are sticking out. Now I have to eat those. So when I roll it, it's Heidi. Hey look, broken and irregular ones. I better eat those so that later, when I pour it in a bowl, it's nice pretty triangles for my guests. You know what, at this point, there's slightly more than one complete portion left. I should probably eat that so it's one exact portion, so later, I don't have too much. You know what, at this point, I should probably just finish it and then never allow cheese chips into my house again and scrunch the bag before I see the calories so I do not cry. Do you guys do that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, On a lighter note, I lost one pound this year. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, none of my clothes fit. No, they're still too tight. So, (laughs) Uh, do you guys do this? You see a guy and say to yourself, look at that dumb slob in a dumb jogging suit. (laughs) And then you look down, (laughs) and you have a dumb jogging suit. (laughs) Yeah, it's frequent. It's pretty much every time, I think. I probably wear a few too many dumb jogging suits myself, but not on Friday night, no. Mm -mm. On Friday night, I wear a long, sequined jogging suit, because it's Friday. I'll leave you with this. When I was 15, I cried to this doctor, because I thought I was too ugly ever get married. He said, oh, this handsome guy came to my office. His wife was ugly, so you. (laughs) Thank you.
should start some um, good rumors about Canadians that they all wear jogging suits. Uh, I, I mean, I, the only kind of sequin jogging suits I wear are the ones where it says, like, you know, there's sequins on the ass that spell out, like, fancy or juicy, you know? My favorite is when I see, like, sequined letters on a child's ass, you know, like an 11-year-old's ass, and it says, like, a sequin, and it says juicy, and you're like, someone's parents paid for that. <laughs> That's what's wrong with America. Uh, your next comedian makes great videos. That is not what's wrong with America. This is what's right with America. He just takes, they just find people standing and make funny videos about them. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, and clap wildly for Ashton Tate. Yay! Oh, thank you. Hello. Uh... My girlfriend recently said that we should uh, break up because we got into different colleges. I got into DeVry and she got into Phoenix. So, sure that'll work out. Um, I learned, I went to a funeral recently and learned that, uh, that like, I think like the saddest thing about a funeral is when the person who died, that they play music that you know that person didn't like. It's pretty sad. Like, I feel like I want to have a closed casket if you play Maroon 5 <laughs> at my funeral. Uh, the one I went to, they had a PowerPoint presentation of the guy who died, and I, and I realized that, like, you know, when there, when there are pictures of you, that, that nothing you say or do to someone, like, no good deed will surpass the, the picture of you rock climbing. That's, everyone's just going to assume you're a good guy. Not, they don't even check if you got to the top. It's like, that guy's... He's got his hand on a precipice. He's a pretty good dude. Um, you guys know when there's a when a building has a s security camera, there will be a sign that warns you about it, and it says you should smile. You'd think there'd be more burglars that are feminists um, because of that. You know, they don't like to be told to smile. It's like well, why is it only guys smashing the glass ceiling? Cause some girls doing it. Um, it's cool. I, uh, I don't know. I guess I have some type of look about me where when guys see me at the bar, they'll, they'll tell me about the one that got away. And I've realized that like no girl leaves a guy because he's too good at telling stories. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, sometimes I'll think like, what did she do to get away from him? Could I try that in this conversation? Oh, she slept with your friend. No, nah, okay. Never mind. Can't do that. Won't do it. He's not here. Um, I like, I like that, uh, I like reading. I like, I like how there are used books. You can get books cheaper because they're of worse quality. I think that's great. I think you should, they should do that with audiobooks too. You know, like instead of like a young female reading a, like a romance novel, it's just like an old guy and they include that sound that old people make when they turn the page where they lick their fingers. Be pretty cool. You know, it's like a. Oh, Rachel leaned across, and mm, it would it kind of adds kind of adds to the book. You see, you just gotta kind of visualize it. It's right there. Uh, I almost so I've been living in San Francisco for three years, and I uh, before I moved here, I thought about moving to uh, Denver to move there. Realized Denver has a good uh, it's a good place to hike. 
A lot of people hike or bike there. And I realized, like, yeah, in San Francisco, I can, uh, it's a better place to tell people that you do those things. That's what I like about San Francisco. I'm more of an indoor hiker, if you know what I mean. Just like telling people about it. <laughs> it's fun. Um, watched a YouTube video of a magician explaining uh, a trick recently. Turns out the secret is just living with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Watch his, his clothes disappeared. I don't know how he did that in the background. Um, I think it's weird that the type of people who deny global warming the hardest, they're always sunburned. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, I realize that uh, when uh, bears, you know, you guys probably watch the Charmin commercials and think bears just have access to toilet paper, but that's not, it's not true. <laughs> the, uh, I realize that bears, they actually like brush off against trees after they use the bathroom. And uh, what's kind of weird is that, like, the more toilet paper we use, the less they have. It's pretty weird. Yeah. So, like, you know, just imagine that that moment when, like, maybe you go to the bathroom and you realize your roommates used all the toilet paper. That's like, we're their roommates, you know? It's pretty, it's pretty weird. Turns around, the tree's gone. He was like, where was that? Uh, I don't know. I just think things are moving really quickly in our society. Like, I, I fear the day that we have driverless cars everywhere because that'll just mean I have zero chance of getting roadhead anymore. <laughs> it's gone. So I'll just have to, I don't know. Those back seats are pretty big. I could do it myself. <laughs> um, so a lot of... Uh, a lot of people think that just because you go into finance, you're evil or something. The uh, studied finance in college, and that is not true. Because if it was, class would have been a lot more fun, you know? If it was accounting, and they're like, Ashton, how do you get the present value of a municipal bond? And I'm like, you just fire the janitor. That's what you do. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. Let's do it. Um, but I, uh, what else is there? What else is going on? See you guys. Um, let's see what's in the old wheel box. Uh, I like playing games. Guys like uh, guys like playing games. Um, tried playing Grand Theft Auto recently for the first time as an adult, and I was like, these cops are just doing their job. <laughs> How do I pull over? Um, all right, that's my time. Thank you so much. My name is Ashton. Have a good one. Nothing in his hands, nothing in his hands. The magic of Ashton Tate, yay! Yay! Clapping wildly, exciting times, yay! Here we are at the happy hour, the happiest of the hours every Friday, 6 to 8 on Mutiny Radio. Um, so, Stefan Massey showed up, but then I think he went to the party. So, uh, we'll see. Where is the stuff? Um, what you, I don't know if you want to go up or if, you, if Colin wants to go up. You guys can Rosham for it, or one of you can. Colin, okay, so uh, both of them are non committal, but they're excited to perform for you right now and is as excited as one can get here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together in the most excited fashion that you can for Stefan Massey! Thanks, Pam. And hi, Sean. Uh, 
Pam, I was thinking of you earlier. I, uh, I uh, was wearing my flannel earlier, uh, pulled that out, and then I realized it's too cold for flannel. It's actually, we're, we're like getting a little taste of what they have in Chicago year-round right now. Um, <laughs> but I actually, I did, yeah, it is very much heavy coat weather, and I, and I love this coat for the listeners. There's a, uh, there's a lining in it, and it goes into the sleeves, and it's detachable, so there's essentially a jacket inside this jacket. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I drive for ease. Um, I deliver pot. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, the thing I like the least about it is how much time I have to spend in Hayward. Um, but it's, it's actually, it actually, I get to feel good about myself a little bit, you know, because people who have to live in Hayward get to get fucked up enough to forget this monumental mistake they made. Uh, you know, I assume when you call Dr. Weed MD, they just look at your chart and they're like, uh, oh yeah, okay, I see you live in Hayward, so you're pre-qualified, you're good to go. Uh, <laughs> I had, I had an, a very interesting experience a few days ago. Um, this woman, uh, I pulled up to her house and she like just gave me a, an affronted look as soon as I came up to the curb and, and which is, uh, a complete 180 from how people usually look at you when you bring them their weed. Uh, so she's like just very stereotypical, um, angry white or, you know, white person angered by something silly is, is what I'm getting at. Uh, she just comes out and she's like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the customer website on your, uh, the customer service, fuck, wow. Customer service on your website is a piece of shit is what she says to me. And then she's like, I'm, I want you to take this note. She gives me a handwritten note and she says, I want you to give this to a human being and I want them to call me. And then it, went, it got even weirder from there because she tipped me $25 to make sure that I got this note into the hands of a human being. And then like the whole time I've just been nodding going, yeah, uh-huh, okay. And then finally she starts walking away and, I'm, and I, I go on autopilot just because I've been doing this all day. I'm like, uh, there's a there's a free gummy in there for you too. Um, and she's like, I finally realizes how intense she's been this whole time. And she's like, yeah, I probably need it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's actually, it was, it was really crazy because for a minute uh, on my drive to where I pick up all my goodies in the morning, um, there was this billboard and it was, it was for another dispensary, this place called Garden of Eden. And um, they just had like, it was like deaths per year. And then it was like a pile of pills, like 30,000 or whatever. And then a weed leaf, zero. And then just a link to their, to their, their, their menu on their website. So it like basically just saying like, if you have any issues that require pills, you're dead fucker. Go smoke some weed. Uh, <laughs> um, it's actually interesting as well because I was telling a friend of mine about this and he's like, you know, just, and I hadn't seen this person in a while and they're like, you know, just based on the version of you that I knew, they would be very troubled by the new chapter in your life here. And I had to think about it, but I was like, you know, yeah, actually, I was a little fucking straight edge asshole uh, in, in my youth. Like I went to fucking UC Santa Cruz and I never smoked weed until I was 25 years old. That, that, that I hope gives you, and if, if you're not familiar, Santa Cruz is a very pot heavy school, even more so these days, I have to assume. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just, my, my younger self would probably be like, you're, you're doing drugs now? You're a goddamn addict. You're going to prison. You know that? <laughs> that was a little shit. Um, so 
I uh, occasionally, you know, when I'm just waking up or going to bed or really stoned, basically in a very weird mindset, I'll occasionally just like leave a little note for myself in my in my joke note pad on my phone. And most nine times out of ten, it's not usable because that's not a state of mind that you get into to, and, and have good ideas uh, generally. Uh, but I did have one that was like almost a challenge that I saw a few days ago. I just opened up my note, uh, little notepad and it just said, Kanye Westworld. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just like, I just had to like think about that for a minute because the implications are, if not staggering, at least will, you know, make you step back for a second. Uh, but you know, I, so I figured there's two possibilities there. Kanye Westworld is either like Kanye's own version of, you know, Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch, where, you know, he has a big ass amusement park in his backyard or whatever, made of trash probably with the way his finance has been going lately. Uh, or it's, it's Westworld where every, everyone in it, every person that you can fuck or kill as much as you like is Kanye West. You've got Kanye's of every shape and size, tall Kanye's, short Kanye's, fat Kanye's, skinny Kanye's, white Kanye's, Asian Kanye's. Uh, and then eventually, uh, the Kanye's, one of the Kanye's becomes self-aware and like realizes that he's been something of a douche for the past couple years and like has to awaken his real self or maybe take over his real self. I don't know. I'm pitching season two storylines for Westworld here, guys. Is what I'm saying, and and I really hope that uh, HBO or J.J. Abrams calls me, because I could use a job, <laughs> another job is what I'm saying. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into rap. I mean, I didn't realize this was a segue, but uh, this is this is actually a decent segue. Uh, <laughs> I'm into rap mostly for the for the ridiculousness value. Like for for sheer ridiculousness, I don't think you can get much better than than Two Chains. I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. Two Chains. The only rapper who has to yell his own name like he's a fucking Pokemon before every verse. Uh, or maybe like people just want to know where he is and it's easier than keeping a bell around his neck. Uh, does anyone here know what 2 Chainz's name was before he was 2 Chainz? Anyone? 2 Chainz, before he had that name, he, was, he went by Titty Boy. And, uh, you know, he changed it because I don't know why you would. That's such a keeper of a name right off the bat. But he got trolled by someone on Twitter because you have to be tricked into thinking that's not a good name, obviously. Um, but actually, my, like, for, I think there's one dude that does trump him in, in, in ridiculousness. We got to stop using that word now, guys. Right, shit. I just realized we can't, we can't use, that's not a safe word anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Ashton just got super down in the mouth when I said that. Um, huh? <laughs> we can talk if you want. This is a safe space. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, this dude, Dirt Nasty, have any of you guys heard of him? Uh, he's, he's actually used to be in a, a super group with uh, Andy Milanakis and uh, Riff Raff called Three Loco. Uh, but he had a great solo career of one album before he went off and just tried to become an actor. Uh, and uh, my favorite song on it is called, uh, actually, well, it's my third favorite because the two best songs are called Baby Dick and My Dick. On, on two ends of the spectrum there. But the best one is this one called Animal Lover about all the various animals he he tenderly loves each night uh and and the most the biggest keeper of a line in there for me is uh snakes got weird pussies like sticking your dick in a bigger dick that's juicy <laughs> i'm stefan massey <laughs>
Rhyme is amazing! Stefan Massey, yay! Hey, I loved your Westworld jokes. You're always right up my alley. I love Westworld. Hey, uh, in episode nine, I knew that the man in black was William. I said it. And Jonathan was like, Jonathan was like, that's not possible. And then when it happened, I was like, ha ha, I am the smartest person alive. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I just have an MFA in fiction, so I just I know how stories work. That's how it goes. Your next comedian, I am gonna ask him to do extra time because he's a champion among men, and um, our list is light tonight. But also, he's amazing, and he runs an incredible open mic on Wednesdays at the Eagle and the first uh, Wednesday of every month is his showcase. So um, be friendly with him. He's an amazing human being and super, super funny. Clap wildly for Colin Holtz. Yay! Yeah! Yeah! All right. Um, I'm... Uh Really glad this election happened. It taught me a lot about myself. I realized that I'm a pessimist. Uh, it just took the entire popular vote crying out, going, I can't believe it, for me to realize it. I was, I was like, come on. Of course this was going to happen. Uh, all of my friends, they always tell me that I'm a, I'm a little bit pessimistic. Um, and I was like, I don't believe you. You're not telling the truth. That should have given it away right there. The, the, logic, the logic in my thought process should have been enough to tell me, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a pessimist. Nope. Uh, all right, we're off to a great start. Um, I've been dating a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, well, this girl that I dated for a little while, the first date we went on was sex. That was pretty great. Second date, cuddling and making out. Still pretty good, right? Third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. It's like our relationship is Benjamin Buttoning, man. <laughs> When I gave her a kiss at the door, a homeless man was like, yeah, you two go have sex for me. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. <laughs> I can tip this guy a dollar. Uh, we did not have sex, though, because she wants to have kids right now, and I just want to practice. It's not going to work out. I've been getting hit on by a lot of cougars recently, too, which is super tight. But it's weird because there's only a short time in life where you can say you've been getting hit on by cougars. Because, like, as you get older, they just become women, you know? And, and this one lady, uh, she hit on me by showing me a picture of her kids. And they were only a year younger than I am. Uh, and her son could clearly beat the shit out of me. I mean, I said no, but also I feel like if I'd said yes, I would have already won, you know? <laughs> like, I, I just had sex with your mom. You can beat me up all you want. 
not gonna unhave sex with your mom no matter no matter how hard you punch me. Uh, I, I can't I can't undo it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the uh, other big deterrent was she was like, uh, I have this really mean boyfriend too. And I was like, nope, you're not really doing a good job of selling me on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is true. If you want to find a picture of a cougar online, you have to look up mountain lions. <laughs> if you type in cougar, it's just a bunch of blonde women in bikinis. <laughs> it's going to make for some really weird second grade science reports. From Canada to South America, it's a stalk and ambush predator. Here's a picture of, well, what's a famous cougar? Hey, there we go. Pamela Anderson, right? Is she a cougar? All right, we'll go with Courtney Cox. Um, uh, yeah, (laughs) I have been on some weird dates and I like those the most, well, not necessarily, but they can be the most entertaining. I went on a date with this girl who she was perfect, but not like she was always right, but she was never wrong she was never guilty of any okay so uh, example time um uh we we went out to mcdonald's that was her idea everybody (laughs) i i just need to clarify so we go to mcdonald's and then she orders way more food than she can eat which is fine because it's easy to do and it's cheap and it's McDonald's. That's that's what you go to McDonald's to do is you you go there to get way more food than you can handle. But then she just took a bite of everything and she's like, I need a to-go bag. We're walking down the street. She sees some guys and she's just like, oh, hey, would you guys like some McDonald's? And this guy's like, yeah, I'm so hungry. Fuck yeah. And I was like, that's really nice. I thought it was really nice until we walked away and then she goes... Yeah, sometimes I just do that. I was like, what? You know, sometimes I just order extra and then I give it away to people on the street. And I was like, no, you got tired of carrying your leftovers. That's what happened. You you weren't being... Also, you're not going to eat that McDonald's after it's been cold. You're not. It's not going to taste good at all. <laughs> um, and then we ran into some of my friends, and I was like, oh, fuck, now I have to introduce her to my friends. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I sound like a piece of shit in this story right now, but <laughs> I... <laughs> uh, so, so I'm like, hey, this is uh, whatever. <laughs> introduce yourselves and um my friend makes a really big deal about her shake she was like oh you fucking shook my hand with your left hand that's weird i was like no that's weird like you you're an adult and nobody's ever fucking greeted you with a (laughs) 
But it is weird, because even people who are left-handed know to shake with their right hand. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm like splitting hairs here. But, <laughs> but, but we walk away, and then she goes, uh, oh, that was weird. She made such a big deal about me shaking with my left hand. Oh, sorry I'm ambidextrous. That's what she said. And I was like, oh, because I'm so perfect, I can shake with both of my hands. Like, what? Who are you? All right. Wow, I wasted a lot of your time tonight. Uh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> going with me on that longer-than-it-ever-needed-to-be train ride. Uh, I don't think we even pulled out of the station. <laughs> Well, there's no need to delay. Let's keep chugging along. Have a good night. Call it Holtz. You can't get on the train without shaking the conductor's hand. Holtz. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, he's a lovely human being. He's one of uh, my favorite funny people here in the Bay. You guys are going to love him. If you don't clap wildly, I'll come and murder you in your sleep. Whoa. It's <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't hunt you down like that. Uh, but it's Sean McKenzie, yay! Hey. She really will. She'll murder you in your fucking sleep. That's not true. She'll wake you up. She'll just like gently like, hey, hey. It's just gonna be smiling and gonna be like. The lady from the radio, and then stab, and that's how you die. It's the last thing you ever see. Uh, are you? How are you guys? Are comedians over here? Yeah, right on, right on. And then we got some, some, uh, some. Uh, you're some audience members. I don't know if you guys knew this. We were surrounded by comics, uh, so they don't count. Three, three people. That is uh, not my smallest audience I've ever had. Uh, I, before I had, I had two audience members, and there weren't other comics to pretend were audience members, so I just had to figure out how much eye contact to make between two fucking people, which is very tricky. You want to look at the person's laughing more, but you don't want to overwhelm them. It's a lot. Uh, eye contact is already a pretty new thing in my life. Got, got, I've been working on it. Got the anxiety pretty good. Uh, any of you new friends have a problem with anxiety? Yeah, so some, some heads nodding, I saw that shit. Saw about two faces too scared to do even that. And I celebrate you all, goddammit. I do. Celebrate my anxiety. It's real positives. You know how much money I've saved on horror movies and roller coasters and shit? Why would I pay someone to experience fear when I can just go to a social gathering? Treat it like a roller coaster, just woo! scared I'm very scared uh yeah jumping out of airplanes and shit there's no call for me to do that <laughs> where there's a group of white dudes named chad and trevor and shit putting gopros on helmets i am not involved <laughs> my stoner theory is that people do extreme sports because our species doesn't have predators anymore some people's lives are too goddamn easy they got to go out there and find predators that is not my problem. I've got anxiety. There's lions and tigers and bears all over this motherfucker. <laughs> None of which scare me, by the way. I'm not scared of 
monsters or getting jumped or violence or any of those things. What makes me nervous is the thought of someone knocking on the bathroom door the moment I start to take a shit. <laughs> the very instant it's too late for me to change my mind and go home. Knock, knock. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Maybe that's relatable. It gets weirder. Have you ever been in a crowded elevator full of people that might think you're breathing wrong? I'll just shut that shit down altogether. <laughs> I'd rather not breathe at all than breathe weird and freak these people out. If you, if you don't have anxiety, you might wonder how someone can forget how to breathe. Uh, it's a lot like how someone can get on stage and forget how they hold their arms in day-to-day -day life. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than to let my free arm hang casually by my side. But that's about the limit before that starts getting terrifying. So I just stay in T-Rex position. And that way I can feel comfortable enough to tell dick jokes to strangers. It's part of my process. Uh, I'm a nerd, because uh, you don't get a choice when this is, when this is what you pull genetically, that you don't get the choice to be a nerd or not. <laughs> when, it's, when it's time for the president's fucking fitness test in middle school, seeing how long you can hold a pull-up and you can't get into the pull-up position at all. You have to like Star Wars a whole bunch. It's just those things are correlated. I just saw it, by the way, it was phenomenal. Uh, it was really exciting. I wish that uh, characters had motivations in episode seven, but they have them in Rogue One, and so that's exciting. I liked episode seven, it's just that nobody's choices meant anything. It's like, fucking guys all, I'm silky and I have to leave, and go away and join, leave the mission or whatever. And then they just attack and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm still in the mission. My, my choices don't inform the plot. I've been reading screenwriting books. I'm sorry about what just happened right here, guys. You know what? This is a natural segue to what I was going to want to talk about next, uh, is that I'm an idiot, uh, and I didn't know that because I am smart. You understand? Just because you're smart doesn't mean you're not also a fucking moron. I think it's a very important distinction to be made. Because I'm a nerd, I got the glasses, and I have a decent vocabulary, and I know how to spell a lot of those words I know how to say. And so people will just assume that I'm right on things, and I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> we all are. We're all smart and dumb in different ways. Me, my first response to any situation is going to be just garbage, just idiotic. The other day, some neighbors, they were doing some construction in their house. A bunch of shit fell down. Bang! right at the same moment that I farted, and for a split second, I was pretty sure I made that noise. <laughs> for a split second, my fart had ripped the sky in half. For just a moment, I kind of believed in magic. Right? Like maybe if I try again with intention, I can fart hard enough to fly. I'm an idiot. I can't handle, if you tell me a story and you use the second person, my brain can't handle that shit. 
I can't. I, I had a relationship pretty much fall apart a few years ago because she had a real stressful job and then she'd want to vent to me at the end of the day, which I'm happy to do that as a significant other. It's a positive role you can play in someone's life. But then she would be like, and so I told Jennifer, you need to shut up. And I'm like, I am shutting up. I'm too dumb to handle the second person. So I said to her, you ain't shit, but I, I am shit. I'm sure I am. <laughs> I'm a dumb dummy. I am uh, not a software engineer, by the way. How, how many people were assuming? You don't got to raise your hands. It's okay. I know you. It's, uh, uh, it's weird, especially walking around in this neighborhood. Like, I can just feel judgment from people. Like, this fucking gentrifying my neighborhood. I'm not gentrifying them. I'm gentrifying West Oakland, goddammit. Not the mission. I'm in the horrible forerunner of gentrification. Like, I show up while there's still, like, gunshots happening. Because that's my income level. But, like, once people see me in a neighborhood, they're like, Oh, it's safe now. Let's get a condo. Let's just tear this house down. I've got a beautiful, I saw Dwell Magazine, the cover. We're going to do it. Yeah. I don't work in tech. Most of my jobs have been making fancy sandwiches for people that do work in tech. <laughs> Snapshot of me in any given day is just me handing a sandwich to another me. <laughs> just a mirror image with success and failure on opposite sides. I had an amazing customer making sandwiches. I was working in this fucking deli, uh, downtown financial district, just the worst customers on the face of the earth. But she turned around a whole shift's worth of assholes by her wonderfulness. Uh, she, uh, she uh, exciting development, the door is cracked open, guys. I know, it's, I could feel the tension in the room, like, what's, what's gonna happen? The door just... Uh, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, but towards the end of my shift, this old hippie lady came in. She just bought a single bottle of water, paid for it with a $2 bill. And I said, oh, you don't see a lot of these anymore. She goes, yeah, I make them, and walked outside. <laughs> That's me. Thanks, guys. It's John McKenzie, everyone. Yay! He is fart levitation and helpful to old ladies everywhere, letting them steal things. I'm really excited for your next uh, comedian. Uh, she's here every week, and I really appreciate her and her jokes. You guys are going to love her. Clap wildly like you've never clapped before for Sabrina Miller. Yay! Good evening. It's good to be back. It's good to have a uh, larger audience than, I guess, three people, four people that we had earlier. So, let's see. So it turns out I'm part Samoan, if you, uh, if you can believe that. Um, you guys see it over there? You, you see the uh, Samoan in me? You see any? How about now? You see it from this angle? Maybe from this angle, you got the guy in the, uh, the red, red jacket? So I'm not rocking the whole Asian Pacific Islander luscious booty thing? No, he's got a blank expression on his face. You know, I could have sworn. Okay, reason I'm asking, this young woman asked me if I had Samoan um, ancestry. Here's the weird thing. First, she was Samoan, and second thing, she was staring at my toes the whole time. And I'm like, great, now I have to worry about toe profiling when I'm walking downtown in my wedges? It's like, 
I keep waiting to come around um, a corner just to hear, oh, excuse me, miss, can you direct me to the Asian Pacific Islander Center? I'm like, no. <laughs> like the most Samoan thing about me was selling Samoa Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so come on. Toe profiling is not cool, folks. It's not cool. Um, what else about me? Oh, uh, when I was about five or six, I, uh, I knew that I was different from the boys I tagged along with. They were like, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. I want to be an astronaut. What about you? They'd ask me. I don't know. Female firefighter, female astronaut. Oh, maybe a female comedian. Maybe female. That's a job, right? Being a woman. But never out loud. Oh my God, no, it's the 80s. Like, the only transitioning I knew about was from Catholic to Jew or from, <laughs> from Dr. David Banner to the Hulk. So. Oh, what fun times, the, pre, uh, the pre-Netscape, uh, pre-Yahoo days. <laughs> what else do I have? What was that other joke I had? This is like leading. Oh, yeah, okay. I got a really important question for you guys. Um, has anyone ever felt like the passable child of an interracial couple? Anyone ever felt like the passable child of an interracial couple here? No? My whole life. Oh, you? Okay, okay. Kindred spirit here. Um... <laughs> Okay, so no one else has been rocking the whole, you know, like the chic, homeless, you know, passable transgender look? Nobody? So, like, I'm the only one who's been going stealth? Really? You guys should try it. It is, like, the best minority, swear to God. If you're going to be a minority, like, be this minority. You don't, you don't get harassed by the police. Instead, you get, hello, beautiful. Could you spare some change? I'm like, dude, we stayed at the same shelter. Jesus. Remember we rode the elevator up to the fourth floor like a hundred times when you were drunk? Anyway. <laughs> so, so earlier this year I was homeless and one cold morning I had no place to go. So I ended up at the Holiday Inn to get warm, walked up to the front desk, asked the guy, um, excuse me, sir, um, I'm gonna get a room for the night, but um, I'm going to use my mom's credit card to get it. Is it okay if I wait in the lobby while I wait for a call? And he kind of like looked me up and down and he was like, okay, sure. And it blew me away. You know, here I was like same clothes I'd been wearing for three days, you know, smelling all gamey and my hair was like all wild from the wind. I kind of looked like that dude from Ancient Aliens, you know, that kind of guy with that weird... Greek last name, and like no luggage, not even a tote bag, yet here he was giving me tips on how not to get kicked out. So like, you know, a few minutes later, I'm like, (laughs) okay, where's the the security guy? (laughs) Okay, and like, okay, so in between cat naps, this young black couple walks in, and uh, security was on him like that. I mean, like a shark on a drop of blood. And uh, he was like, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you all to leave. It was basically, get to the curb where you guys belong. And uh, we're, they were dressed better than I was. And they had luggage. I'm not talking about cheap Walmart luggage. They had nice luggage. To this day, I don't, I don't know if they had a reservation or not. So one last question. Have any of you guys ever felt like a, a passable time traveler from the not-too-racist, not-too-sexist, not-too-homophobic, transphobic future? Maybe like a, a stealth Canadian in rural Alabama? 
No? <laughs> okay. I lived a sheltered life, folks. All right, my name's Sabrina Miller. That's my my said. Back to your host, Pam Benjamin. Sabrina Miller, everyone. Yay! Hey! All right, you guys are listening to the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. Your next comedian. He has been on a big uh, tour, being incredibly political, really uh, spreading his message to all who will listen. <laughs> Uh, clap wildly uh, very funny guy Matthew Quirk yay alright so first of all I gotta say you got me all fucking nervous and anxious and fucking shaking my confidence and double thinking everything I'm thinking about uh, and uh, I, could, I could rock a homeless look I think I could do chic homeless I think I could do that uh, so anyway, I like to keep things topical, and so let's start with how this jacket really pulls my whole outfit together. Anybody? Bunch of fashionistas out here? Nothing? Nobody? Uh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, while we're talking about things, uh, I cut my own hair. I did. DIY. Take that, ghost ship. I like to keep things topical. Uh, so anyway, ghost ship, yeah, cut my hair, no deaths, no electrical shorts, yeah, thank you. Uh, let's see, what else I was going to ramble about today? Since I keep things topical, I got to mention, uh, how Trump is, like, still in the news, you know? Trump, I mean, he's still, it's still really, he's going to become president, that's still real. So anyway, I guess I got to address the issue. He's been saying how uh, he's not going to submit a budget for his first year as president. You know, running it like a business. <laughs> Who wouldn't? That's how they run, right? So yeah, he also said he's not going to give up his credentials with the Celebrity Apprentice. Because he knows it's more important who you are on TV than who you are. You haven't learned that from the Trump presidency already? You guys don't seem excited for the first season of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. <laughs> I think it's going to be fucking riveting. Just one man's opinion. Uh, so anyway, Pope's in the news too. I don't know if you heard, but he's told everyone to stop praying about climate change and to start looking to science. I bet Galileo is fucking rolling in his grave right now and just steaming fucking pissed. So yeah, I guess that's like, there is no God is finally what's coming about from this Pope. You know? Thank you for the late laugh on that. So he's also said how uh, spreading fake information is a sin. The Pope said spreading fake information is the sin. Like, I'm a virgin, maybe fake information, or water to wine, fake information, or the earth in one day, fake information, or maybe like papal infallibility. Is that the fucking fake information you're talking about, Frankie? A lot of religious scholars in the audience. This plays well with Jews, I tell you. Making fun of the Pope. 
So anyway, I'm not sure what other current shit I have to talk about. You guys want to talk about my outfit? You don't want to talk about my haircut? You don't want to talk about Trump? What else is there? Armageddon? We got to talk about... I know, apparently I got to get rid of them. But they're so good for my wide feet. Foot comfort is an issue. I suffered for my look on occasion, but man, the foot thing, I can't do it. As much as I like to dress like a dandy, I got to wear sneakers like a man. So on that note, you got me off arm again and on to sneakers. So yeah, I don't know what else to say about, uh, you know, with Trump coming president, it's time to just get on the winning side of this and just start using up all our resources while there's still fresh fish in the ocean and there's still plenty of fruit on the trees and still clean cocaine. And we just blow out these last four years with Trump and ride into the end of days. Fuck it. I've already had the best years of my life. We can't rely on you millennials for shit. So there you go. Have a good weekend. Blow it out your face and watch out for the future, Matthew Kirk. Yay. Cutting his own hair. Hooray. I do it too. Just grab handfuls and a pair of kitchen shears, and it's that easy. All right, your next comedian. Uh, it's his first time here. You guys are going to love him. Clap like you've never clapped before for Patrick Lewis. Yay! In the mirror and whoa! Hey! hop Hey, uh, yeah, so it's actually uh, second time here where you weren't here last week. So, um, but it's, it's better uh, now because it's the second time here. So I still suck, uh, but everyone's heard the jokes. So we've already hit just record lows. It's, this, is, uh, this is, we bottomed out at the very bottom. So only upwards from here. Um, so... Uh, I went to Germany uh, because I got to take advantage of that white privilege. Uh, you got to use it or lose it. Um, and I went there to study the language of the Axis. Beautiful, beautiful language. Um, but I stayed with a, a host family, and uh, they were wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, they lived outside of Berlin, and I stayed in the bedroom of their son who had grown up and was now living in some other city. And uh, a few months later, I was still living with them, and I got to meet that son uh, when he was doing some graduate work out in another city. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, but it is a very strange situation to shake a man's hand and look him in the eye and think, I've been masturbating in your childhood bedroom for the past two months. This is a very unique experience. Uh, I don't think I'll ever relive this. Um, but uh, so that happened, and I think both of us were the better for it. He didn't really know why, probably coming away like, wow, I really feel like a, that was a you know a cumulative experience in my life. But, you know, maybe it'll click one day. Um, I... Uh, was not uh, a huge bedwetter or anything when I was a kid, but I did uh, sleepwalk twice. And I feel like after the first time, nothing really happened, nothing came about it. And so I think uh, the, the main cells in my brain were uh, looking at the people, the other cells in charge of sleepwalking. And they're like, guys, they're, 
nothing's really coming about this. I think we're going to have to shut the whole sleepwalking department down. It's not, you know, we got to use that time to grow. You, you know, the kids, he's seven years old. We got to hit five feet by, by some point. If we don't, we don't grow during sleep, when are we going to do it? And the, the sleepwalking guys were like, okay, hey, look, um, give us one more chance. You know, I think we can really do something constructive during this whole sleepwalking business. Uh, you know, just give us tonight. We'll we'll put something together. It'll be really great. And the the head honcho of my brain was like, okay, yeah, sure, okay. Um, so I went to sleep that night, and uh, the guys in charge of sleepwalking were like, okay, okay, uh, let's get them up. Um, what uh, what can we do? What can we do? Uh, let's put something together. Uh, what's something that we could take care of during sleepwalking? Uh, that would slave time when he's awake. And one guy, just visionary within the sleepwalking department, he said, hey, taking a shit. We do that while he's sleeping. He won't have to do it when he's awake, and uh, that'll just save a ton of time. And so they said, oh, great. Let's do that. Uh, do you remember where the bathroom is? Uh, no. Okay, but I, I, I never worked in the eyes, so we'll just go by feel. And they took me right straight into the washing machine, um, and that is where I ended up um, putting my rear end and uh, soiling all of my childhood clothes. And uh, it is a very, very uh, unique conversation to have to wake up your parents at 3 a.m. and tell them that you pooped in the washing machine. Because it is, it is surreal, even, even when you are raising your firstborn child, to hear that sentence. Uh, oh, I don't actually know what the honk means. Does that mean? Oh, it's one minute. One minute, okay. Um, and, uh, but I think that, uh, like in the Germany experience, we were all the better for that as well. Um, uh, last anecdote, I think I can get this in within 30 seconds. Uh, best day of my life, June 20th, 2010, got third place in a tennis tournament, saw Toy Story 3 at the Arclight in LA, and then went to P.F. Chang's and peed next to Usher in the bathroom. Never forget, we'll never top that. <laughs> Nothing will ever come close. Fantastic. All right, thank you guys. Take off. Yay! Patrick Lewis beat next to Usher. Wow. That's some exciting shit right there. All right. Uh, all right, great stuff. Your next comedian comes from far away, far and wide. We're excited, so hey, get those meat paws and slap them together in a clappy-like fashion for Josh Allison. You would take off your pants. Oh, there is a nice breeze blowing. Thank you, thank oh. you. I've not only come very far, but this is my first time doing this ever. Hope it's not traumatic as some of the other first times in my life. Okay, so I'm recently I got into the internet dating thing. I got out of a three-year relationship with a woman who's completely incapable of reason. Uh, not once in three years did she ever make a decision based off of anything she'd observed or seen before. So now I'm thrust into this terrible world of beggarscan'tbechoosers.com, where every profile is smoke and mirrors. Hey, my name's Caitlin. Thanks for looking at my profile. Here's everything you need to know about me in eight misleading photographs and 160 characters. It's like, yeah, I figured what was going on I, when I saw the Dawson's Creek poster in the back of your, your room in the picture. So, so now my entire love life is completely dependent on an algorithm that seems only capable of pairing me with overweight healthcare workers and single moms who are done playing games. <laughs> And what that means is that they've gotten all the wild fucked out of them and their kid needs school clothes. 
So that's the position my life is in right now. So, But uh, I'm here in town with uh, two of my buddies from Missouri, and uh, we don't have public transportation in St. Louis. So in our group, we have a lawyer, an aerospace engineer, and a bricklayer, and we are petrified every time we have to use your bus system for anything. It's ter We cannot figure it out. We got on the bus yesterday, and it didn't move for 40 minutes. And all you San Franciscans seemed to think that that was totally acceptable and normal. There wasn't even anybody murmuring or sighing about, this is terrible. And within 10 minutes, the guys from Missouri, we've gathered. Like, what's going on? Like, what are we going to do about this? Like, 20 minutes into it, I thought it was a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> 30 minutes into it, I just assumed the thing had been fucking hijacked, and we weren't supposed to say anything about it. We eventually got off. It was better to walk in the rain. It couldn't stand it. We got home way quicker than those people did. Uh, I didn't vote for Trump. Uh, my state went red, but I didn't vote for him. But I'm really excited. I hope he does something to drive down uh, the price of pussy. Because it's getting bad out there. You can't fuck on a minimum wage anymore. I mean, you can, but do you really want to throw down with somebody in the back of your Corolla after you bought him something off the dollar menu? Right? You wind up with herpes simplex five. Oh, let's see what else. <laughs> Hold on, there's more. I have a whole head full of crap. I swear I do. Okay, I went to a Christmas party. Okay, so when you're 35, getting invited to a party is an obligation. Because as a bald, single, overweight 35-year-old living in Missouri, they know you have nothing else to do on a Saturday. So the only reason why you wouldn't become is because you don't like them. So you get this obligation. And then it's a Christmas pajama party. So I gotta go buy a fucking Christmas pajama. I'm a Midwesterner, you sleep in your underwear. And if you're a wuss, you wear a t-shirt when you wear it with your underwear. I don't own Christmas pajama anything. So you're like, okay, fine, I gotta get it. Then you realize I'm never gonna get it. So you just push that away. I show up, full spread, two different kinds of chili, the, the cider and brandy, candied bacon, just whole thing. And we sit there and we watch, we're watching Christmas music videos on YouTube and uh, Last Christmas by Wham! came on. After that goes off, it triggered a discussion that lasted for 30 minutes about AIDS at this Christmas party. <laughs> it was really in depth. It was like if, P, if, if like PBS was gonna do like a modern perspectives on AIDS thing and it was like this cozy Christmas party. There was an ER nurse there. There was a gal who had just gotten her master's in uh, public health. It was the most informed, in-depth conversation ever. So then we go through this for 20 minutes, and then by the time it's over, we've realized through the magic of YouTube, it's now moved on to Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> and no sooner had the credits ended than the stupidest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life says, uh, well, everybody knows Ernest Scared Stupid was the best of that franchise. <laughs> For 23 minutes, I talked to this fucking asshole, trying to empirically prove to him that his opinion was wrong. And it, the, the, the fight only ended when we both agreed that somebody needs to hurry up and reboot Quantum Leap before Trump gets all of us fucking killed. That's where it ended. So then we realized, yeah, okay, so Ernest Saves Christmas is on. We sat and watched the whole thing, but we didn't turn it up. And about a dozen different times, people would say, what'd they say? Oh, they just said this. These people didn't want to acknowledge their party was so fucking shitty they had to turn up Ernest Saves Christmas so we could just sit there and watch it. After that, we realized we just watched Ernest Saves Christmas with the volume off. We got to really turn this party around. So they choose to do that by playing fucking Uno. 
I played an hour-long game of Uno. I liked that game at one point, but goddamn the thing now, I'm never playing it again. It's like that ride at the amusement park you threw up on when you were a kid. You go back with your friends when you're a teenager, it's like, nah, man, I'm going to tie my shoe. You guys go right ahead. No, it was awful. And I think that's where I ran out of material. Hey. <laughs> Partial points. Thank you very much. Doggy the talking bear. George, last Christmas gave you my heart. Very next day you gave me the AIDS. It makes total sense. <laughs> last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave me the AIDS. Uh, yay, Josh Allison, yay. From Missouri, clap harder, yay. Machines. Machines. Yay, it was his first time. That's amazing, yay. Well, it was very, very funny. All right, your next comedian here on the happy hour at mutinyradio.fm. She's just another disabled entertainer. Put your hands together for Jay Terrio. Yay! Woo-hoo! Talking bear. Tunkies. All mad. Goddamn. He's mad as hell. He's got a dick. Um, it is easier to enter, but and I don't have to move far from my seat, which is not like I don't even think I did. I move? No, I didn't. I just I'm here. Thank you. All right, give it up for Sean McKenzie for um, doing that able-bodied thing he did. Uh, hello, I know there's people behind me, but you don't get to laugh at me. You just have to stare at my ass. Um, man, I like your hair, so I'm glad I'm facing this direction, particularly. Um, hello, my name is Jade. That stands for Just Another Disabled Entertainer. Yeah! All right, I cheered for myself. You didn't have to. Um, I do inspirational humor. Uh, it's kind of my genre. You know, it's, it's like my thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but I do do inspirational humor, so, so here's a joke. I was walking in my neighborhood, just taking a walk. And why are you laughing? I don't understand. Am I not allowed, am I not allowed to use the figures of speech that you people do? I don't understand. I was walking in my neighborhood, and oftentimes, as I go out in front of a driveway, a car is about to back out, and it almost hits me, but it stops. It stops right before it hits me. And the last time I was on a walk, that happened four consecutive times. And each time it happened, I just, I looked up and I said, wow, this is fucking ridiculous. When is a car gonna fucking hit me already? I've been bolting out in front of cars all day. What is a guy gotta do to kill himself around here? This is fucking bullshit. So the purpose of this joke is uh, to inspire you to be more careful when you're pulling out of your driveway. Because there are people like me who will out in front of your cars on purpose. Um, so uh, just think about that tonight <laughs> when you're getting into your car. 
Okay, so, uh, so like I said, I do inspirational humor. And uh, if you don't like it, you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> apparently it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I'd like to, um, I'd like to, you know, watch inspiring documentaries when I'm feeling sad. And I watched a documentary about a disabled man and his life. And it showed him getting up in the morning, and I thought, wow. That's a lot like my morning routine. Except I don't have a Sarah McLaughlin song in the background. <laughs> you know? I like to wake up to uh, While I'm Melting in the Rain Deep in Pain by uh, emo core band Blackfield. Um, it, it works. <laughs> it really does. <sighs> so I was walking in my neighborhood. Well, taking a walk, you know, and uh, some homeless guys told me to smile and went to the grocery store, they told me to smile and came home, my roommate told me to smile. <laughs> and, uh, went out again, those same homeless guys told me to smile. And I started to realize, you know, if I had a penny for every time someone told me to smile, I wouldn't qualify for welfare. <laughs> so, s stop telling me that. <laughs> and stop giving me money every time you tell me that. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm in deep. It's illegal for disabled people to have assets. It, it's <laughs> Look it up. You guys are fucking me over, all of you. For being able-bodied, you are a species, you are one people, and you're all fucking me over. So just stop it. Um, go look it up. Go away. Why am I still here? I, this is, I don't have any more jokes. Yeah. Fuck off, horn. Alright. I'm gonna, um, uh, exit the stage. Um, so I'm going to reverse. <laughs> Sean? <laughs> if I back, are you behind me? If I back up into you? You're clear. If I do, or whoever's behind me, don't say a word. Just don't say <laughs> anything. Well, thank you. Watch Terry She backs up in anybody. It's okay. We have liability insurance here. So everyone is going to live. Uh, hopefully. Don't sue us. All right. Hey, it's a female rock block right now. If, you're, if you weren't excited, you should get excited. Hey, clap your hands together like you haven't clapped before for Rachel Raphael. Yay! <laughs> the microphones but I never know for what I just want to use all of them um, although as, as Pam knows I only have half of one ovary so if I put this mic to that side and we're real quiet sometimes you can hear the ocean <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm never gonna not do that joke uh, <laughs> um, I'm 
I've been having a lot of emotions today and it really fucking sucks. I don't recommend it. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm feeling like extra emotional, I like ask my really good friend. I'm like, is this what regular people feel like all the time? Like this is bullshit. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how most of us feel. And I'm like, yeah, don't do it. Um, so does anyone know when Hanukkah is uh, this year? Okay, can you be, like, less informed about Jewish stuff for the next few jokes? No, I kind of knew it. I kind of knew that. So, okay. Um, other people have also heard this joke, which is probably most of you. Um, uh, when is uh, Purim happening? Anybody? Okay, when is Rosh Hashanah happening? When is Shamanana happening? Which one of those did I make up? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Rosh Hashanah. No, that's actually no. I have learned that I can literally just make up a Jewish holiday and people will believe me, um, which I'm loving. Uh, and uh, I thought like some people would be offended by that. And if you're wondering what people, um, my mom and dad, and my dad who's a rabbi, I thought he would be offended. Uh, they think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not sure, and also, um, my dad recently retired, and so then I started asking him, like, all right, so you're gonna, like, start eating bacon now? And, uh, I don't know if he thinks it's funny, or he's just, like, used to me being an asshole after, like, 30 years. <laughs> like, either he's really cool with this kind of stuff, or he's just like, like, yeah, my daughter's kind of an asshole. So, uh, either one. Um, uh, what else am I gonna say? Who knows, you know? Uh, it could, it could be anything. Um, there's, there's, there's real good patter. I'm doing real good patter. <laughs> um, maybe, okay, everyone who's listening, I'm actually doing an amazing, uh, silent tap dance right now. Uh, so, uh, I've been living a dream for a while. It's specifically the dream of a 19-year-old boy, uh, who's very socially awkward. And that is because, um, I live alone and I haven't decorated, even though I've lived there for a year. So, and someone gave me a bunch of free video games. So it's been a lot of like masturbating and napping and not wearing pants and um, playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on a PlayStation Portable in an apartment with nothing on the walls. <laughs> that has been what I, that's, that's how most of my life is right now. <laughs> um, but I mean, some of you are jealous, so. Like, I, James is like, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am wondering how, like, healthy it is for, like, a 30-year-old woman to be doing this versus a 19-year-old boy, but, you know, whatever. Uh, another thing that I think this 19-year-old boy who wants my life would really like is um, there's a set of boobs to play with all the time. Now, they're my own, so it's lost its charm for me. But, you know, um, it really just depends. Um, I used to, before I lived alone, I lived with five other people, and I was master tenant, and um, that ended up with, like, a lot of responsibilities that I didn't know were on me. And the weirdest one, or the one that is still the most upsetting, is I had to... Um, walk through someone's homophobia with them, which I wasn't aware was part of like being responsible for everyone paying rent. I didn't know that. Um, we're in San Francisco, we live in a bright pink apartment, a gay man might move in. Apparently we have a lot of questions about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, 
Like, why do you, like, move to San Francisco if you're afraid of gay men? That doesn't seem like the best thing. Like, am I going to move to Anaheim and then be really pissed when, like, someone works at Disneyland? <laughs> like, all right, I get you're into Disney, but the minute you fucking invite an Imagineer over or you and your friends want to watch the special edition of Aladdin, fuck you. I'm out of here. Um... <laughs> So the first thing he asked me about the idea of a gay guy moving in was this question, which I didn't know was a concern, but the, it was, Rachel, what if he throws elaborate dinner parties? <laughs> I didn't know we were worried about that. Um, I don't know. I think the answer is, if there's a dress code, just save me a plate and I'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> that's, or, but like, are we just taking like kind of benign or like, like almost neutral stereotypes of like different like people and then just worrying about that. Like when I moved into places and, pe and, and I'm Jewish, are people like, oh my God, what if she saves us a bunch of money and knows a bunch of doctors? That's gonna be horrible. Like, oh no, what if like my Italian American roommate makes a bunch of meatballs whenever like shit's going on? Oh wait, she did and I got delicious homemade meatballs without doing shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I did get asked another question, which I was more expecting, but I thought we had all agreed not to ask people this anymore. And that was, what if I hear gay sex? And I was like, well, I, you know, if I had a choice, I wouldn't hear, I would, I wouldn't hear any of you guys having sex, who with whoever, yourselves, men, women, don't care. Um, if we can just like, is there a schedule you can all do just so I don't have to hear like what you guys are into? That sounds great. But, um, I mean, living with people is a compromise. And the compromise is usually have sex in your room or clean up enough that I can believe you only have sex in your room and don't tell me about what you're doing. That, as far as I thought that was the compromise uh, that we were all agreeing to. Um, but besides, like, 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 whose room the sound comes from, how do you know if sex is specifically happening between two between two men just by hearing it we're gonna we're gonna have a horn it's it's some is is there a horn sound as soon as two men take off their pants um i feel like i'm you know like or is there like does a rupaul song start playing and there's a drag queen with boas just going like get it girl slay and if so can I do that when I have sex? Because that sounds like a pretty amazing like package of things. Um, but I don't know. Uh, and then I was. And then um, if you're me, you just want to start thinking about like different scenarios and if they would sound like gay sex or not. So this is the one I'm currently working on. And um, if someone wants to do this and and just tell me the result, but don't tell me about it because that's the compromise. Unless I ask. Uh, here it is. Let's say. Um, I'm in my room, I've got two dudes, they're going at it, but they're weirdly in a silent movie, and I'm the only one can who can make noise, and I'm making a lot of noise, and, and for some reason we're all wearing top hats. Is that gay sex, and can you hear it? Thank you. <laughs> nice. Rachel Raphael bringing the conundrum of the century, bringing top hats into sex. Good, great times, and uh, and and changing all of our minds. Uh, goodbye. Uh, all right, I. Everyone's everyone's rolling away. Yay! Goodbye. No, it's okay. I was gonna. I was gonna. Uh, I'll do. I was gonna do. Uh, there's not a lot of people left on the list, so I was gonna. 
practice little things. So, uh, hey, it's me. Yay, Pam Benjamin. Yay. So nice. Oh, hey, you guys. I'm on this weird show later tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's it's like this ACLU fundraiser against Trump and and whatnot. So I have, um, you know, they're not specifically anti-Trump jokes, but they, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna miss Michelle so much. Anybody else love Michelle Obama? Yeah. Anybody else have a huge crush on the Obamas? Anybody? Think about them when you're master, just me. Okay, so I really like Michelle a lot and I really liked her stance on, you know, children. She didn't like fat kids. She was like, keep them healthy, make them work out, eating healthy foods, so good. Anti-diabetes, pro-health, so awesome. And I'm really excited for Melania because I think she's gonna really just pick up right where Michelle left off. Uh, but a little differently. She's going to be championing bulimia um, because it keeps those fat kids skinny. And it's also really good for the economy because you eat like four times the amount of food, right? But I think that she's going to be a real champion for the, for the environment because she's going to really push uh, vomiting into the compost. So it's really good. It makes, it's, it's really, it's for the future, you guys. I'm really excited about Melania Trump. I just, I love that she's 43 and just, you know, so much hotter than me. Uh, and I'm 42. It's okay. I, I haven't had any Botox yet. It's okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to compare myself to her because I just, I don't, I, I don't have any silicone yet. So I don't know how to, if we change, if we like weighed ourselves in body mass, things would be weird. My Melania Trump jokes are not, <laughs> they don't hold water. It's okay. I've got to make, I just, I love that, you know, like when you get to throw away a woman every like 10 years when she just gets too old, like once they turn 45, don't they just get so flabby and weird? You just kick them to the curb and get a new one. I feel like they should make women with like the Nike pump, right? Like remember that where you could do it with the shoes and if you can just do it with the boobs on the side or. I don't know what parts we're supposed to. I think I have a Nike pump on my hemorrhoids. They're like so big at this point. That's how I know I'm 42. I'm like, that's, that's, what, ha that's what happens. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know why I always talk about it. <laughs> I think because I think it, it, it makes me feel good to, to, to you know. I have, uh, my vagina looks like a one-winged butterfly made out of thickly sliced roast beef. No, no, it, I have a wonky Nemo fin. It's like where I get all my sexual prowess from. It's this weird, wonky, tiny fin. I've, I, I've always, well, I've always, want, I don't watch porn because I'm afraid of seeing another fin like mine and I'll be like, I'm not special. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like to think that it makes me special. <laughs> Sorry, I've always wanted to be. I just want to be different, you know, like I'm five, five, I have brown hair, you know, like I'm everybody's shoe size. I'm pretty average. I try to make myself like not average uh, by, you know, just, you know, blacking out with alcohol every once in a while and just really trying to change it up for everyone. Like, I don't even know what happened. If I don't know what happened, I'm, I'm un that makes it unique, right? Like, I don't even know what I did. It's a complete roll of the dice. I don't know what's in the subconscious today.
uh, good times. Uh, I am I am really worried about Trump uh, just because I am a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age and you don't want me to have a baby. None of you, none of you want me to have a baby. I promise you. You do not, I should not birth a child. Uh, no, I really shouldn't. If I, If you make me do it, I'm going to have to buy some new tools. I have to drill some holes in the trunk of my boyfriend's car so that the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> I can't afford a babysitter, so I'm just going to put it, it's safe, right? You just lock it in the trunk. Small area. Nice sleeping bag. It'll be warm. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I am worried, though, because I'm going to have to go to some stupid, my imaginary baby and I are going to have to be at some stupid, you know, PTA conference when it's like six and it's going to tell the teacher, oh, my mommy loves alcohol more than me. And then they're going to put me in this room and I'll be like, they'll be like, Oh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'll be like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. You dumb bitch. (laughs) I don't want to be here. No one likes parent teacher. I didn't want this kid. Like Trump made me do it. Now you're making me, I didn't want, this isn't my choice. You're making me Uh, at 12. It finally starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? (laughs) You can come to Burning Man with me. We can get to know each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's like, oh, you little kid. Oh, holding out on me. And then it turns 15, starts doing coke, just gets completely unbearable. You know, those cokeheads are just assholes, all of them. But I do learn uh, that if you're doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, uh, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Thank you, 15-year-old baby uh finally it dies at 17 right is like huge speedball injected it late this like wow super dead and i'm like that's a 17 year late term abortion that's the latest late term abortion i could have ever had yeah 17 years i didn't want that baby yeah 17 years uh it was your choice america to put it through rehab four times not mine it's your choice. It's your wasted money. It would have cost, you know, like nothing just to get clumpy in the toilet. But nay, nay, your choice, America. I did have a heavy period the other day, and I thought that maybe I aborted the ghost of Scalia. But apparently, apparently it's still an issue. Uh, all right. Yay. Thank you guys for being here. Yay. Uh, if any, if no one else wants to go, I think that's the end of the, the Flavin until we get to at eight o'clock. We're going to have a hell hat show. If you stick around, I've got pot treats. It's only five bucks and then you get a pot treat and you stick around and uh, people pull things out of the hat. But if not, have a beautiful night and enjoy the rest of this cold thing. Uh, warm up. Listen to Mutiny Radio all the time. Thank you guys for being here. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. 
In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 
Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday? 